Ah, that's good advice. Got to keep it in one piece. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Race Time Radio. We are back with you. Yes, after getting disconnected from the world, we are comfortably back on the air with all of you. And we've got to thank you all for tuning in. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr. right here in the studio. What's going on there, Jr.? Hey, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> You're a busy guy today. Yeah. Yeah, over at the... Uh, new two-speed shop? Yeah, the new two-speed shop, race shop, and CNM Precision over there. And uh, the uh, they took possession of it uh uh, this week and uh, oh. earlier this week, and just ripping and tearing and and basically making it how we need it to uh, how we need it to operate, and uh, got some pressure washing done, and uh, got uh, uh, seeing the boys for a little bit, and and uh, now we're here. So good. We're uh, the off season is busy. Yes, and that's a good way to have it. Now, last week we were canceled. Well, uh, we had to cancel. Uh, we had a little issue. A uh, guy down the road getting his driveway done and. Uh, another guy came in, uh, going to rip it up, and uh, consequently pulled the Bell 5 line right out of the ground, broke her in two, and consequently left us uh, with no connection, no television, no nothing. And, uh, yeah, it was quite a nightmare. Uh, They couldn't repair it right away, so uh, we have changed over. We are now a customer of Roger's. And uh, we were all hooked up, and we're happy to be so. I ended up getting a, um, a real bad stomach virus. I, I don't know. There's something I ate or something, but uh, it wasn't a good week last week. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's almost like there needs to be like a, you know, kind of like an international marketing program, <laughs> uh, like maybe like a call before you dig, yeah. or like <laughs> like could you imagine if there was something like that? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, uh, find your locates before you dig, yeah. before you use an excavator in the city. Uh, maybe something like that. You know, it would be uh, it would be handy if, if there was something like that. I did um, find something <laughs> out, though, that was very interesting. And it would have really, uh, w- wouldn't have made a difference in the outcome that we ended up with. And really? I'll tell you the reason why. Uh, that, that all happened the Friday. Let's fast forward now to Monday. Monday, i uh, got to make a decision, right? we got to get connected again. And I, I noticed some action down the road, and uh, the guys from Acon were there. Um, and those are the guys that install some of the lines, and then other companies install lines. Well, as it turned out, it wasn't Acon that put the initial line in, uh, but it was Acon that was going to put another wire in to try and get us back up and going. As he was there, it's a machine that puts that line underground. Yep. And uh, the, the locate guys, it, it, the guy was hanging out. I said, well, what's going on? And he says, well, I got to wait for guys to do the locate so I can put the wire back in the ground. I said, yeah, maybe it would have been a good idea for the other guy to have done that. And then we wouldn't have ended up here. He said, yeah, you're right. So anyway, we're hanging out and there is a guy over doing locates. And he wandered back over, and 
Um, I said, oh, look, I see all your pretty flags out. So you got the locations all done. He says, yep. He said, you know, oddly enough, the company that put that line in originally um, put in the wrong cable. I said, what do you mean the wrong cable? He said, well, there is uh, normally with anything that goes underground, there's a, a thing called a tracer that's in that line. And uh, when you put one of those lines in, it's supposed to be the one with the tracer in it. It didn't have a tracer in it. Oh. So he said, you know what? Even had the guy done locates, he would have ended up doing the exact same thing. The wire that was actually in the ground that he broke was supposed to be one that was flowing or off the pole, not in the ground. So. You know, I was kind of hurt on the other guy thinking, yeah, come on, you got to call before you dig everything, which you do. But as it turns out, even the call before you dig wouldn't have solved that one. But long story short, we're back, and uh, everybody uh, can breathe a sigh of relief. I know I can. A lot has changed over the last few days, and we got a lot to update you. First thing I'm going to do is tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. What a stellar lineup, I might add. Uh, right off the hop, we're going to go all the way out to Canada's west coast. Instead of starting in the east, we're going to start in the west this time. Robbie Price is going to pilot the number 21 car for Rob Layton Motorsports. It's a wing sprint car, beautiful machine. Uh, Robbie and the crew, they're all heading for Vegas. Uh, the bull ring there, of course, it's the open wheel showdown uh, a spectacular show coming up. There's a billion cars registered for this one. I believe we have six Canadians that are registered to be in that. Uh, one from Ontario, Ryan Litt, is going to be in that race. Uh, I was trying to get Ryan to jump on the show, but he's involved with the show, uh, like a, an actual car show, so he couldn't come on with us tonight. But we do have Robbie Price. He is going to be uh, the lone representative of Canada. We'll get a feel for what to expect in that race, and uh, we'll catch up with Robbie right off the hop, of course, with Rob Layton Motorsports. Then, how about this? Grant Enfinger. Tell me that wasn't a nail-biter truck season finale at Phoenix. Uh, it was right down to the final turn, the final lap, and Grant Enfinger came up, well... Just about a finger short uh, of winning the championship. Uh, but but the cool part is anybody that watched that race knows that Grant would not have wrecked the 99 truck to go win the championship. That's just the kind of guy Grant is. He races you the way you race him. And uh, Grant Enfinger ended up coming up a little bit shy. It was Ben Rhodes going and taking the championship. So congratulations to the 99 truck. But Grant Enfinger... Man, I'll tell you, did he put on a show. It was the final race for GMS in the truck series. And, Junior, that was uh, it, a little bit of a gong show at the end. A lot of stuff happened that probably would have never happened. But, uh, nevertheless, it was exciting. I, I disagree with what you said with uh, with Grant Enfinger will race you the way that you race well, him. Well, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know what? Grant Enfinger will race the way that you're supposed to. That's right. That's, that's, that's a better way of honestly, putting it. Honestly, that's, you know, the 99 was the ultimate 
you know, the, there was a bunch of stuff that stacked against him at the end of that race, and obviously we're going to get into it with him. But yeah, but anybody that was watching it, um, you know, he was in the catbird seat to win the championship, and then Corey Heim pulled his, uh, you know, he pulled the retaliation card and went back and wrecked Carson Hosmar, created the yellow, and then it spurred a bunch of yellows. Yeah, because that would but have been the- Grant's championship. Uh, with three to go, Grant was going to win that. Yeah, and in the ensuing yellow or green flag, uh, it was obviously crazy. Three wide, four wide, eight wide, whatever, mm-hmm. down and in, in through the dog lag. Um, but the 99 was actually the one that got into Grant and caved the left front fender in mm-hmm. on the tire. Um, so really, <laughs> if there was anybody that, that, that should have you know, went, you know what, I'm going to get that guy back and I'm going to go win this championship. Yeah, uh, Grant probably had to get out of jail free card on that one, not to wreck him, no. but to, to use him up. Yeah. And, uh, he didn't, he didn't, he, he wouldn't win a championship that way. And, and if you watch him, he, everybody said he tried to chase him down into the corner. Well, no, he, he tried to carry the momentum and pull up beside him yeah. and drag race him down the front and just didn't have enough. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously, uh, it was a valiant effort. Um, I think a, a lot of owners took note. I think a Go lot on. of people, a lot of people, you know, showed respect towards Grant and and towards Ben as well. But uh, um, a, a deserving champion, he he was the first one to the line. But uh, uh, really, uh, from second on back, or mm-hmm. from from fourth on back uh, in that race, it was atrocious. Uh, the the last, you know, five yellow flags were absolutely not needed. No, um, no, no. You know, it made the sport look like a little bit of a, a, a you know, a Yahoo. A backyard yeah, deal. backyard yeah. deal. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that happens. You know, the, the Xfinity Series race the week prior at Martinsville, no different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, um, you know, there's uh, I've seen, you know, four cylinders have 50 lap races that go green to checkered. Mm-hmm. And I've seen street stock races do the same thing. And I've also seen, you know, the Cup Series have atrocious races. So, um, you know, it, it definitely happens. And, and uh, Carson Hosevar is definitely paying the, the price. Oh, man. Um, uh, I was surprised that Corey Heim didn't get more of a... Uh, penalty? Not a penalty. I, I'm surprised that he didn't get more backlash for right. what he did. Right, right. Um, you know, just because it did uh, ultimately affect the outcome of the championship. But, oh, yeah. Uh, well, he won't be on Grant's Christmas card list. I can guarantee <laughs> no, that. Uh, also coming up on the show tonight, uh, Nick, uh, Nick Noggle in the 08 from Canada's East Coast out there in the Maritimes. He took a shot down to New Smyrna Speedway. He was there on the half mile last night in his pro late model, comes away with a seventh place finish. It went green to checker. 100 laps. I, wow, you would have had to work out there, Nick. Can you join us tonight? And absolutely, Nick is going to jump on here with us in our number two. Uh, we'll also hear from Nick Moncher. Of course, he's with Hoosier Tiger. Uh, he is the uh, brand manager. Uh, not the brand manager. The marketing manager. And uh, we've got lots of stuff coming down the pipe for the PRI show. We're going to talk to Nick and find out what Hoosier has got coming at us over the PRI show. And we'll talk to him a bit about 2024. I think, think it would be a good idea to touch on that. Uh, we'll also hear tonight, how about this? Uh, and I put a, a message out a few weeks ago. I'm working on something kind of big here uh, involving a legendary U.S. broadcaster to jump on Race Time Radio uh, I've got a little bit of a plan, and I don't know if it's going to work out yet, 
but I believe it's going to work real good. Rick Benjamin. We all know Rick. Uh, he is uh, one of those broadcasters that you uh, definitely know and have known forever. If you're a motorsports fan of any flavor, you know who Rick Benjamin is. Rick is going to join us here tonight, and we're going to find out what's been catching uh, Rick Benjamin's binoculars, so to speak. We'll have a look back on 2023 and uh, get his take on what we've seen this year. And eventually, what I'd like to do is somewhat get Rick Benjamin on this show on a weekly basis and give us a good perspective of what took place this past week or weekend in motorsports down south of the border. Of course, Junior and I, only two guys. Uh, trying to keep up on absolutely everything is uh, virtually impossible. We try and do our best uh, to highlight, you know, the high points uh, for Canadian racing. But uh, we, we also love our U.S. neighbors, and I thought this would be a very, very good way of being able to tie the two together on a national program. And uh, we're going to try it all out tonight, give it a test drive, so to speak. And Rick Benjamin has been nice enough to say, yep, let's give her a shot. So we can look forward to catching up with Rick Benjamin here tonight, uh, looking forward to it. But what do you say we get to our first guest? I can see his name up on the screen, and I did see his body go flashing by a couple of minutes ago, so we'll try and reestablish the camera part of it, but I kind of believe we got Robbie Price hanging out here somewhere. There he is. What's going on, Robbie? How you doing? Good. How about yourself? Fantastic, man. It kind of looks like you're near a racetrack now. I can see motorhomes in the background. Yeah, I'm at a, a Tulsa Speedway right now, spectating the a, a Power i 410s tonight. Oh, really? And you're watching them? Yes, yeah, yeah. Helping out, uh, helping out a friend of mine for uh, the past couple nights. Just they uh, came up here to hang out, take a little little vacation for a couple days. Good stuff. Robbie, where is home for you? I know it's out in B.C., and I put down, uh, I believe, in one of the texts I sent out after you confirmed that you would come on the show, I said, he's from Victoria, and then someone came right back and said, no, he's not Victoria. He's from Cobble Hill. Cobble Hill. It's about 45 minutes north of Victoria. It's a, uh, there, there isn't much there, but that's, that's where I grew up. And that's hometown. That's critical. Uh, so how long have you been racing, Rob? You're a young guy. Uh, I'm 25 now. I started when I was around eight in quarter midgets. Um, and then I worked my way up through micro sprints and everything like that. And then been in sprint cars now since 2014. So you love the open wheel and you love the speed, obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty well committed to it now. <laughs> How's the season been for you, looking back on 2023? Uh, it was good. Uh, you know, I feel like there was some stuff that didn't really go my way, but I feel like a, uh, a lot of people say that at the end of the year. So hindsight's always 2020. But uh, it, it was good. It was good. good learning year. Uh, we had some good runs and some bad runs. So overall, it wasn't a... Uh, it wasn't the worst season I had, but it was definitely a good learning season, and I, I definitely enjoyed doing it. So have you been racing with Rob Layton Motorsports? Is that what you've been doing all year, or have you been uh, jumping around? Do you have your own program? Fill us in on some of those details. So I ran the, the World of Outlaws Tour this year with Sides Motorsports. Um, Rob's been a long supporter of mine, and, a um, you know, I, I – was going to plan to run his car two years ago, or last year he built a car for me to run at his racetrack, Saratoga uh, Motorsports Park now. 
So I was planning on doing that, and then the opportunity with uh, to run the Outlaw Tour came up, and I, I I fled home and went and did that for two years now. So when the Vegas deal came about, and he he called me, and I called him probably at the same time, and said, "Man, you know, it's a lot of money. It looks like a fun thing to do, and you know, the off season." So we uh, I think they they released it, and two days later we had we had a game plan going to go. You gotta love it when a plan comes together like that, and everybody's thinking the same way. Uh, I know Rob Layton is uh, totally excited about having you behind the wheel of his car. Uh, you got to love your chances. But this one, Robbie, this is a huge nut to crack, right? There's going to be a lot of big-time competitors at this one. Yeah, no, there is. Definitely. I've looked at the, the entry sheet a couple times now, and it's it's stacking up to be a really good show, which it, which it should be. You know, 410 payment racing doesn't really get as much love as it should. I did it, you know, full time there for 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 a year there, um, ran the whole NSRA tour and really enjoyed it. So it doesn't quite get the love it should. Uh, I'm excited to go down, and you know, it's going to be a tough deal. It, it'll be tough to make the show, really. But uh, you know, it's it's a long race, and that's that's uh, that's kind of what you're going down there gambling on to see if it goes your way. Robbie, obviously, uh, we're spending time with the World of Outlaws. You, you hit some tracks uh, and carry some tremendous speed with a 410 sprint car on the dirt side. Um, but on, on the West Coast side of things, um, on the 410 asphalt side, it seems like all the tracks that you guys run are pretty tight, right? Like, they're all pretty small. The bull ring is no exception. The bull ring in Vegas is, is not, a, it's not a massive track by any stretch. Um, what kind of speeds, like top speed wise, um, have you got up to on the asphalt side of things? It, it's always crazy to me when I talk to you guys, um, whether it be super modifieds or whether, you know, on this side or, 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 you know, the 410 sprint guys, it, it, it always surprises a bunch of people. But, uh, uh what, what kind of speeds have you seen on the asphalt side of things, uh, uh, you know, over your career on, on the, uh, on the sprint car side? You know, no, that's something I really can't probably answer honestly. Uh, you know, the biggest track I probably ran was was Western Speedway, but it was pretty flat, so you couldn't carry a ton of speed into the corners. So I'd say probably Evergreen was probably the one that I got going the best on, but uh, it was a uh, I was a year after they quit running the five eight, so uh, I've only ever been on the the small track there, and I've never ran you know Kern County or anything like that. I ran a lot of you know uh, Meridian. Meridian and Idaho and Western and Evergreen once, I believe. But, uh, you know, I, I don't really know that. Uh, I've definitely gone faster on the, the dirt half mile stuff, I feel like. But, uh, you know, I've tried to watch a lot of video on, on the bull running. And from what I see, it, it should be a good race. I mean, it looks pretty racy. But, again, they, the only videos I've really found are, are, you know, late models or super late. So it's It'll be hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, your lifting point's going to be a lot different than a, than a late model, right? <laughs> We're with Robbie Price tonight. He is uh, uh, hooking up with Rob Layton Motorsports from BC. The guys are heading to Vegas. Uh, they're going to go try their luck at, uh, at the big showdown that's coming up uh, just in like two weeks. Uh, the first weekend in December. I think it's December 1st through 3rd or something like that. Uh, Rob... When you look at the other Canadian guys that are going down, do you know any of those guys? And will you guys team up in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, no, I know. I've, I've raced against probably all of them, or if not most of them. Like I said, I ran I ran Western Speedway quite a few times, uh, you know, for two years there. 
I've raced against a lot of them. Uh, as far as teaming up, I, I'd say probably not. You're kind <laughs> of a, it's a, it's a selfish sport. So, uh, we're down there to do one thing and I, they're all going down to do the exact same thing. So we'll see. I mean, fingers crossed it goes well for us, but you know, there's, there's a lot of talent in the Northwest as far as, uh, not just BC, as far as, you know, pavement racing and just, and just overall good drivers. So, It'll be uh it'll be interesting. Oh, it sure will be. I know we got another guy from Ontario. You have to look him up when you're there. Ryan Litt's gonna be there. Uh and he's looking forward to it. Notorious sprint guy. Uh loves going fast and he's gonna fit right in and uh I, I wouldn't doubt it. How are you gonna tackle qualifying with that many cars? I guess there's gotta be a lot of emphasis put on qualifying just to get in. Yeah, qualifying is definitely in any in anything really uh, anymore is the most important thing. Uh, you know, the, the, with everybody being so close, especially you know, a couple tenths will put you from tenth to fifteenth or tenth to twentieth. So it's going to be splitting hairs there for qualifying, and you know that's the most important couple laps of the whole weekend. Is you get qualified good, you get lined up decent in the heat race, and it makes your night a lot easier when you qualify good. So. That's the game plan right now is we're going to go down there for the practice night. I'll, I haven't ran a whole lot of payment stuff lately, but we tested once there, and I felt I felt pretty comfortable again. So it'll just be an interesting deal. I've never been on the tire that they run, and I've never been to the boring either. So <laughs> it's a hopefully I'm a quick learner. Oh, you will be. I can guarantee it. You'll be glued to that seat. Uh, you, you'll love the ride. It's just uh, It's just like jumping into the shuttle. You'll be just fine. Yeah, that, I'm hoping so. Uh, Robbie, uh, uh, I, we're, we're looking at the front wing right now. Uh, you know, Vegas is, is kind of the next deal up for you. Um, but uh, look out a little bit further. Uh, are we going to see you maybe, you know, chase down a golden driller? Or, or are we going to see you at the, at the Chili Bowl? What, uh, what else do we got to, to look forward to uh, out of your program uh, between now and, and, uh, and when we roll back around to the springtime? Yeah, no, for for sure. I'm doing the Chili Bowl this year with uh, Johnny Herrera, and that's uh, that's what I came up here for is to put my seat and everything in the midget before I flew home for for the winter or for a couple weeks anyhow, it seems like. Uh, that's the plan right now is uh, go to the Chili Bowl. I've been twice to watch but never to race, so I'm going to run Chili Bowl with Johnny this winter, and then from there on I, I've got no plans really. or just kind of bounce around and see where I land. I'm sure I, I'm hoping I land on my feet, so – I uh, I'm pretty carefree when it comes to that. Take it day by day. So we'll we'll see what happens and see what the future holds. Yeah, you're gonna do fine. I can guarantee it. You'll have a slot here on Race Time Radio. I told Rob today uh, we wanted to have a picture of the car, but it's just not quite done yet. Uh, so we have a photo of the 11 up on screen, uh, but it is going to be the 21. And I said it's okay, Rob. You guys hit pay dirt there. And I'll have both of you on to celebrate the victory right after the race. And he said, that sounds absolutely perfect. We'll do it that way. Sponsorship-wise, uh, who you got on that 21 heading down to uh, Vegas? You know, the Layton family obviously is huge, you know, with, a, uh, with them. And then obviously the Mike's, Mike Mears has driven it, you know, a bunch. Uh, and that, I'm kind of taking his ride for the weekend, I suppose, so. He helps out Rob a bunch, but as far as that, I kind of dropped the ball in that department. I, I'd have to look at the car, I guess, but you know, there's a lot of people that help Rob out and Rob's been such a huge supporter of mine. I, you know, I, I got to really put an emphasis on help on him helping out and 
him and his whole family. But, uh, you know, and Mike will be down there, too. And he's like I said, he's driven and he's helped out a bunch, too. So, you know, everybody that everybody that makes Rob Steel go around, I, I can't thank them enough. And I really appreciate them, you know, letting us go down there and and hang out in a weekend in Vegas and hopefully hopefully win some money. Yeah, that's the goal. Always. When you go to Vegas, you got to come back a winner. Uh, not all of us do. Anyway, final question for you tonight. Uh, social media. Uh, you're a young guy. You're probably on everything. How do fans uh, stay up with you and maybe follow you through the trip at Vegas and be able to uh, throw some shade your way? Yeah, I got a uh, Facebook page, Robbie Price Racing, and then I'm also on X or or Twitter or whatever you want to call it nowadays. I believe it's R Price Twenty One. Uh, I I don't really try. I try and post as much as I can, but I drop the ball a little bit sometimes. But we'll we'll keep you updated throughout Vegas and everything like that. Well, keep the wheels down, keep that wing in the air, and go get them, Robbie. Uh, we're all pulling for you up here in Canada. All the Canadian guys will be pulling for every one of them, and. Uh, just have a good, safe trip, and I uh, know we look forward to catching up with you after potentially talking about the win. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. You betcha. That's Robbie Price. Watch for him. Junior, that guy, uh, he knows how to get her done. He's with a great team with Rob Layton Motorsports. Yeah, for sure, and uh, uh, such a cool event. You know, that uh, that track, the Bull Ring, it, it's got the name for a reason. It's... <laughs> uh, um, it's really, uh, it, it will put on a racy race. Um, I've watched enough races there to, to know, you know, the, the, the kind of race that it can put on and, and, uh, relatively symmetrical, right? Um, uh, it puts on, puts on a good show and, uh, uh, you know, the speed that those guys are going to be able to carry with those oh, yeah. 410 sprints is going to be crazy. Um, you know, I think back to when the, and, and this is not a fair comparison at all. Um, but I think back to when the the Isma Supermodifieds were at Sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Supermods are are a little bit longer, obviously a little bit more, maybe a little wider, a little yeah, yeah. a little bit, just a little bit more awkward on a tight racetrack. Sure, a four ten sprint it can turn on a dime, mm. and and they can tune them in. You know, I think back to uh, watching some of them four ten sprints at at New Smyrna and, 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 you know, just watching how nimble they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at a tight racetrack like the Bullring, mm-hmm. I, I think they'll put on a really good show. Oh, yeah. I, you haven't got a lot of real estate there. No, yeah. no. And, it's going to be tight. But I think it'll be a better style show than than the super mods on a the tight bigger. racetrack. You yeah, know? yeah, I agree. It's going to be off the hook. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk NASCAR uh, craftsman truck. That's right. With Grand Enfinger on the other side. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Hello, race fans. This is Adam Andretti, and you're listening to the best with Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. 
making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. Breakdown's alright. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And just like that, we are back with you all live tonight on Race Time Radio, of course, on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. And Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Rev TV Canada and the Performance Motorsport Network.com throughout the course of the week. Uh, you can always tune into Racetime Radio that way. Uh, don't forget when you're on our YouTube channel, uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe, please. And uh, we'll build that data bank up even greater. It's been growing by four or five guys every week, and we surely do appreciate it. Up next, we're going to talk trucks. Junior, that was an exciting truck season. It was a great truck season. Yeah, I, I think that uh, um, there was there was definitely some some you know highlight worthy moments in the truck series. Um, I think back to uh, you know some of the events um, at the beginning of the year, and and uh, it the neat part about it was there was comers and goers. In the championship side of things, you know, there was comers and goers in in every single race, <laughs> and and I think that uh, you know the, the package that the truck series has um, really is is so different than everything else that's out there. Oh yeah, um, and, and it's always been that way to a certain degree, um, but but the way that they've got it structured right now is is super racy. And uh, it doesn't matter if they're on a short track, if they're on a road course, if they're on a, a dirt track. It doesn't matter where they are. It's just a, it provides good short track or good side-by-side racing. And, uh, you know, it's I love the, the race length. <laughs> I yeah. love everything about it. I it's, like the speed of a truck race, right? Like the, the night, it goes by so fast. The entertainment value is right off the hook. It is. It is. And, you know, I I think that there's uh 
over over the past few years, um, the truck series has has taken on more of a role with the development side of things. You know, I think back to when the truck series kicked off, there was a lot of career truck guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that is gone now. You know, it's not gone. There's still Matt Craft and then there's still a couple of them. But but a majority of them are all focus forward looking at the cup series. Right. Right, right. right. Or and they're using at, it as a stepping stone to go up. Yep. Um but I think that you know I think we're going to see that career truck guy side of things come back a little bit. And uh, I think this year was kind of the turning point in that. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. It's it's I I love that about it. That's what yeah. that's what I'm saying is is I I I think it's needed, you know, and and uh, um they did such a good job with it and uh it was cool to see craftsmen, you know, back in and reactivating and mm-hmm. and doing all the stuff that they did um this year uh you know with with the promotions during each event. Um, there was like basically a tool on on every single event that that was you know featured featured. Yep. Um, uh, you know, there's so much more that that uh, that title sponsors can do, and Craftsman did a great job with it this year, and and uh, yeah, it was just a great year all in all. Um, you know, I think uh, the championship four were all deserving to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no real surprises in the in the the final four. Um. So I think that uh, you know even even the 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 point system worked the way that it should. Yeah, uh, yeah it yeah. did create chaos. It did create uh, uh, you know those barnstorming moments. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was just a it was a great season. All all in all, I, I would rate the truck series. Uh, obviously, the, take the final three laps of the season out. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. rate the truck series with with an A minus, and that's a big score. Sure, for, it is. for you know, for racing. How about individuals? Was there anybody that you picked up on uh, individual-wise that maybe you didn't look at before and saying, well, yeah, the guy's the real deal now. Anybody like that? Nobody jumped off the page on on the the truck side of things, Um, you know, that... uh, you know the, the surprise it was more so on the other side i was surprised that that there wasn't more success from the rackley war team from matt de benedetto and that that team you know that structure yeah um i was surprised that we didn't see more out of that camp um obviously the um the talent side of things um you know the the guys who who should be performing were performing yeah, yeah. and uh um that was just one of the things that that you know would would i would i would put that down or jot that down as a surprise to me yeah there you go well no surprise with our next guest man did he have a season uh sure worse wished it would have worked out just a little bit better and i know he does too but he will hit a championship one of these days you can guarantee it and uh Let's bring him in. Uh, the driver of the 23 champion equipment, Chevrolet. We got Grant Enfinger with us. Grant, so, so close, buddy. Uh, has has your heart healed yet? <laughs> not quite yet, Joe, um, but but still very, very proud of our team and, and the effort. Not just the Phoenix, but all year long. And um, able to get a few wins this year and, um, you know, came, came close on the championship there. Just... Uh, you know, didn't didn't uh, pan out there at the end at Phoenix, but I uh, feel like uh, for the most part we uh, we did what we were supposed to do. We we executed where we were supposed to, and 
um, we, we put our best effort forward, that's for sure. So I um, feel like the, the gains we made from our Thursday of practice at Phoenix to, to how we, we showed up uh, for qualifying in the race was was a, a big improvement. And then after that first stage, I really felt like we were, we were um, you know, maybe not a race winner, but, but a race contender. And, um, you know, just uh, felt like we were kind of sitting there in, in a pretty good spot there. With uh, with a few laps to go, and and then all heck breaks loose. It seems like and just uh, just absolute chaos with uh, with four overtimes, and um, just uh, felt like guys were wrecking all around us. We ended up being wrecked and uh, coming back from the back, and and made it back towards the front uh, to to the end of the race. But yeah, just a, a, a chaotic end to to our our season and our year there in the Craftsman Truck Series. But but overall, very very proud of our our champion power equipment Chevrolet team. Um, feel like we battled through a lot of noise all year long and and uh able to to bet our our best foot forward each and every race and and that's something i'm extremely proud of but i'll tell you what if you uh if you are not the poster child for what a career professional racer is uh grant i'm not saying this just because i know you and we've known each other for a long time uh and i knew this about you a long time ago but I, I just I couldn't believe how you were able to process, handle, and and cut through all that clutter uh, from from the beginning of that race to the very end of that race, and have enough poise at the end to do an interview that you can be proud of, uh, that that everybody, anybody connected with you, could be proud of. Uh, it was just amazing, and such was the season, right? When you look at the whole season. Straight from Daytona all the way to Phoenix, you guys were chasing it. You would make gains, and all of a sudden, click, click, click. Here comes a bunch of wins, and it was that type of year. Uh, you guys were able to overcome pretty well anything that was chucked at you, other than the last couple laps of the year, which uh, it, there's nothing you guys could have done. Uh, Jeff made an amazing call to pull you in get the tires on the truck and said, hey, we got nothing to lose now. Let's go. Man, if that caution would have come out one more time, you would have had that again. There was multiple ways that I can see you as the champion in that series. Yeah, there was definitely, it was, it was lining up to, to kind of be a storybook in there for, for GMS racing and the way everything was, was uh, finishing out there at Phoenix and, and then it, it wasn't, and then we had our first green white checker there, and um, we ended up going four wide for for the lead, and and I ended up getting squeezed and, and all but wrecked, and then wrecked again uh, later on that lap, and um, ended up having having a fair amount of damage on the truck when when we restarted there back in twenty second, and just you know it seemed like more and more chaos throughout the night, and and yeah, on that last restart there was there was another wreck that, that NASCAR you know opted not to throw the caution for, which. You know, obviously would have would have helped us some there, but but yeah, there was uh, there were some ways that that, that probably it, w- it was fighting against us a little bit, but um, it wasn't meant to be for this year. But it, it's not gonna not gonna uh, keep us from from being motivated uh, that much more to, to come back stronger next year and um, and get get what we uh, we intended to get. So um, like I said, very very proud of the year we had. Um, had a couple very dominant trucks that we were able to secure some wins with. And overall, just our champion power equipment Chevys, it seemed like when we hit it, we could contend week in and week out. Now, there were times that I wasn't pleased with our execution. There was times that, 
that maybe, you know, things didn't pan out and, and we didn't hit the setup right or, or whatever. And, and yeah, we, we couldn't contend on those weekends, but we had potential in our trucks from Daytona all the way to Phoenix. And that's something I'm very, very proud of. And, and, and the guys, the guys made such a big gain from, from last year, from the end of 2022 to the beginning of 2023. And that makes all the difference in the world when you can show up and have speed. Well, it sure does. And the team, the, you know, the, the chemistry that you guys had together, uh, second to none, really two truly championship form. And, uh, the, the season was the season. Now all we can do is look forward and take that and, uh, move the ball down the field, so to speak. How are the plans coming for 2024? Is uh, I, I can well imagine that you're not just sticking your toe in the water. You're probably fully in, just not ready to release yet. <laughs> yeah, for sure, Joe. Um, I've got my, my plans. I've had them lined up for a few weeks now. Uh, not ready to announce anything there yet, but uh, very, very excited about, about this new uh, opportunity. And um, we're getting some of the details are, are still getting ironed out, but we've got a lot of the big stuff already already hashed out so very very uh excited to to share that with you in the next uh next few weeks okay we will look forward to that now is it safe to say it's going to be in a truck or are we looking at maybe xfinity or cup it, it is going to be in the truck series full-time so um I'm, I'm very very excited about this opportunity but it is a little different than, than what i've been, been doing here uh you know the past few years so excited about about not only next year, but also the process. So, um, yeah, I'll be, be sharing that with you in the next few weeks. Sir. Ooh, we will keep your seat all lined up. Uh, I know everyone can't wait to find out whatever uh, is going to be happening. I can guarantee it's going to get more exciting with Grant Enfinger involved in it. Uh, would Hensley be following you? Uh, hard hard to say on, on all of those details. You know, right. they're for sure going to some of the guys that are with me this year um, will, will be with me next year, and but not not everybody. So we'll we'll have to uh, see how all that goes. Okay, stay tuned is what we're saying. Uh, Grant Joe alluded to it just before you come on. He said there's going to be a resurgence, and uh, we'll probably see more career truck guys uh, coming forward, where guys make a career out of being in the truck series. Can you see that, Grant? And do you aspire to be like a Matt Crafton? That's what you've been so far, is in the truck series doing a great job. Are you happy in the truck series for here till the end of your career? Or would you like to move on up and, you know, maybe go Xfinity or Cup? Joe, I, I love the truck series, and I've, I've worked so hard to get here. I was uh, probably one of the few 31-year-old rookies in the truck series. I feel like, uh, you know, most of these guys are racing with are, you know, anywhere from, from 18 to, to 25, it seems like. Um, I, there's there's probably a few career guys out there now, and, and I'm probably one of those guys. Um, you know, if there was just a, an, an unbelievable opportunity in, in Xfinity or, or Cup, something like that, yes, it, it'd be something that I was interested in, but I feel like the truck series is such a niche. I feel like it's it's something that I've aspired to do so long. Something I, I haven't accomplished all the goals that I've set out to do. And it's it's not just win a championship in the truck series, it's it's to dominate a season. And um we haven't done that yet. We've we've run very, very solid. We've we've been fortunate enough to, to win a lot of races in the in the truck series. And um but I wanna I wanna be those guys that we show up and hey, they know, hey, you, you gotta beat that truck there and 
um, there's there's times that I get frustrated with with how we race in the truck series, but I think anybody in any series can can say that as well. Um, there's there's times that I get a little bit frustrated with our package, um, but man, I love the diversity of our schedule. I love I love our schedule. The, the fact that we're you know we're running on on Friday nights and um, we're we're going all over the country. But we have a condensed schedule. There's a lot of times that, you know, we're in and out within within a day and a half or, or two days. And, um, you know, I, I feel like there's so much, you know, like we're still racing in the truck series. We're, we're you know, I, I feel like whereas the Xfinity series and the truck series, it's more, it's more in, uh, engineering driven. We still, engineering is huge for the truck series, but we still got a bigger box that we can work in. We're still racing a little bit. We still got some old school uh, racing we can do and, and uh, manipulating that, that we can do. And everybody's not in quite such a tight window as it is in the Xfinity and truck series. So, so yeah, I mean, to, to answer your question, Joe, I, I love the truck series. Um, you know, I, I've enjoyed making this my career and and uh, my focus is is to to win races, dominate a season, and and win win championships. So um, that's that's definitely the immediate future. But I'm one of those guys where uh, the opportunities have more found me over the years. It, it's, it hasn't been anything that that I've been able to to just will into existence. I, I feel like um, feel like you need a pretty big, you know, backing for for that that sort. And and um, you know, God's blessed me with just some unbelievable opportunities. And, you know, especially the last 10 years of my life, I've, I've been able to to be in, a, be in top tier, you know, race winning championship caliber organizations and, and race teams. And, and that's something I've I've enjoyed very, very much. Well, you've earned every single step of the way, I can guarantee it. And it's been miraculous to be able to watch you go through it. We got to mention, too, Sweet Caroline was born uh, the weekend uh, of the, uh, or just before the weekend of the uh, championship race, you, my friend, had a super busy uh, couple of weeks in there. That would, must have been off the hook. Yeah, definitely. So uh, not not a whole lot of sleep going on in the Infinger household right now, but uh, but Caroline is is doing great. Um, she she was born a little bit early, a little under six pounds. So so just uh, just a, a little girl, but but she seems seems perfect, and and she's done great and. And all of her checkups. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of a of a busy time there before Phoenix, and and I'm going to say that uh, we're going to continue to be in survival mode for the, for the next uh, at least six months or so at uh, at the house. So I'll be I'll be itching for Daytona to start, and uh, and and maybe I I might even need to go out to to a couple of these races early just to get a little sleep. Well, you got you got your plans all set up. You got your plans all set up for next year. You've got you know you, you lack of sleep, so you've got to stay up sometimes. You know between between whatever it is that you need to do, right? Um, can you make me a promise right now that we see Grant Enfinger on the Snowball Derby entry list in twenty twenty four? Can you can you say that for me? Like like so you start working feel- on it now. You start working on it now. And and we will we'll see Grand Enfinger at the Snowball Derby in twenty four because I you know it seems like every year we we have you on the on the the program right around now. right around now yeah and it's like ah I don't have a deal yet and then we're we're working on it and da, 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 da. I want I want like Grand Enfinger to go win the Derby next year. So I will say I had a phone call a few days ago <laughs> and, and that's about. So I, I would say that I, I kind of nipped this year in the bud, just uh, 
Caroline was supposed to be coming the week before the snowball. So, so I kind of already put this year behind this. And, and yes, I have, I have talked about running a, a few blizzard races next year in the snowball already for next year. So I'm not, not going to say that that's a hundred percent, but, <laughs> but that, that is being talked about. And normally I'm talking about this year's snowball derby at this time. So, uh, so, so yeah, I, I feel a, a little bit better about next year's. Oh yeah, we're getting ahead of things here. Yeah, that's that's right. We're we're (laughs) uh, we're checking stuff off the uh, off the checklist a little earlier, and then and uh, I mean you can't go wrong when you're checking stuff off the list early. Yeah, right. That's just the way that's the way that everything works. But uh, uh, Grant, uh, obviously, uh, you know it it was it was awesome watching you this year. There was a lot of great racing. There was a lot of exciting moments. Um, it, it must flash by like a like a highlight reel once you get back on the plane uh and and come back to north carolina after the season um must play back in your mind a little bit um but uh you know great on you it was awesome to watch you thanks for uh you know getting out there and getting after it every single lap it was a lot of fun watching and and uh uh you know best of luck through the off season and and uh uh, i imagine you'll be down at the derby are you gonna go down and watch at least i'm not sure I'm not sure. He'll we'll, be there. Uh, we'll He'll have be to there. Play that one by year. So that's uh, <laughs> that. That weekend is always open on my schedule, though. I will say that. You're not going to go watch if you go. If if you go, Grant, you're going to have your butt behind the wheel. You're going to be in a seat somewhere, even if it's for the snowflake. If you're there, I I can see somebody going. Hey, finger, get in. It's always possible, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Incredible. Good stuff, Will Grant. I know I look forward, all of us look forward to hearing the news whenever it's ready to come out. Uh, please know that you've got a seat here. Uh, all of your Canadian contingent up here will absolutely be riveted, waiting to find out. Uh, I'm just excited to hear that there is something there, sort of, you know, being put together. Uh, I knew it, there would be. Uh, you can't be a talented guy like you are and not have something. Uh, but I know a couple of years ago I said the world ain't going to spin right until Grand Enfinger's got a truck. And lo and behold, uh, you know, it all came together. I'm so glad of it. And uh, what's your highlight? Final question for you. What's your highlight of 2023? What was it? My highlight, I would have to say um, there was – there was two, but but the latter one being more special. Um, so we're we're able to win three races this year, uh, Kansas, Gateway, and Milwaukee. But Kansas in in the springtime in Milwaukee, um, you know, in the fall, late summer, those were dominant wins. Those were those were races that that we just we had the truck to beat. And uh, as a race car driver, that's what you always want. Uh, you, you don't want to, you know, have a top five truck and be holding them off there. And you will take them any way you can get them. But when you have, when you have the, the truck to beat, those are, those are times when you're just smiling the whole race. And um, still in both of those prospective races, we kind of put ourselves behind the eight ball from a track position standpoint, but we just had so much speed we could overcome it. Um, but the Milwaukee win came on the heels of, of the same week that, that we announced GMS racing would be closing its doors uh, at the end of the season. And so everybody, you know, there was, there was a lot of, you know, uh, tough moments there at the shop that week and all and to, to unload in the playoffs um, 
and and you know knock off a a dominant win there in Milwaukee is probably the most the most special moment of uh, of 2023. Well, you gave us a lot of special moments and highlights. Uh, the Truck Series is always ranked right up there with all of us. And uh, we got to thank you for all the time, Grant. You always make time for us on Race Time, and we genuinely appreciate it. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to Champion Power Equipment. Uh, what a sponsor. What a team. And uh, let's let's go, man. I can't wait for 2024 and to find out what the news is. Uh, we'll have you right back on here. Sound good? That sounds great, Joe. And uh, appreciate all your support from uh, from the Great White North up there. And and I uh, miss seeing you guys in person, but but definitely enjoy our our chats here. So uh, thank you all for for your support, and and thank you all to to the fans for supporting us along the way. That is Grant Enfinger. You watch out. 2024 is going to be the one that you do not want to miss. Uh, and that guy is going to play a, a role in it. I guarantee it. Quick break on race time. We'll be right back. Hi, race fans. This is Brad Keselowski. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. The SXM app is your one-stop destination for everything you love. Uh, things keep getting bigger and bigger for these two. Everything you missed. You two were so funny together on the Oscars the other night. And exclusive podcasts, video, and on-demand access to your favorite stations. Hear your favorite team from the car, from your home, or on the go. Put it between his legs! All with the SXM app. A free download now from the Google Play or Apple App Store today. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire 
every time. Quick with fire starters, the world's best fire starter. Your weekly fix of newsmakers and newsbreakers is found right here. We call it Race Time Radio with your host, Joe Chisholm. And we are back with you all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And we are going to throw it back to Toronto here in just a couple of minutes to get you up to date on news and highlights. Uh, It only takes 90 seconds. And then we're going to kick off a real busy hour number two where we have Nicholas Noggle coming up. He ran New Smyrna Speedway last night in his pro late model. Comes away with a seventh place finish. Good job for him. Uh, and we've got to put it out. How about to Stephen Nassie? He wins today's 58th running of the Governor's Cup. He's tried 13 times. Today, he went to Victory Lane. So I do have a message out uh, to Stephen. You never know. We just may have him by the end of the show. We will see. Uh, but also coming up in hour number two, we've got Nick Monster from Hoosier Tire. He's coming on. And, of course, we're all looking forward to seeing uh, Rick Benjamin. Rick Benjamin going to be on in hour number two, and we'll see what he was watching and doing over the course of 2023. So we got a busy one coming at you, Junior. The uh, second hour is not too far away. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, little piece of news here. Um, this is mainly for the Ontario racing contingent out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Josh Stoddy yeah. um, uh, has got a decent-sized workshop uh, out behind his family business. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to be doing something really cool. Um, you know, obviously all race teams have got a lot of spare parts and stuff. And mm-hmm. They acquire a lot of parts that become not useful anymore, uh, but might be useful to somebody else. They're going to have a swap meet uh, right at their uh, at APC in Chesley, oh, in Chesley on December 16th. Oh, cool. Uh, 25 bucks a table. Yeah. And uh, you can bring whatever you want to, to sell it. That's and, a uh, cool idea. Yeah. So I and just judging by the names that are that are popping in there, it's going to be on December 16th. He originally said December 9th, but everybody's going to be at PRI. Right. Or a lot of people are going to be at PRI. So he Me. bumped it to uh, uh, December 16th. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, you know, just a, a really neat time to get together. I imagine there'll be lots of bench racing and and lots of uh, lots of laughs and and uh, uh, smiles from from the year prior and and uh, hopefully everybody uh, moves some parts too. Yeah, that's a good way. Check it out. You can do that. Mei Paving, uh, APC Chesley, Josh Stoddy, any of those connections. Uh, I can imagine you'll be able to get all the information you need to know. Twenty five bucks a table. That's pretty cheap. Uh, let me tell you, we're going to throw it back to Toronto and do that 90-second news update, and then we are going to kick off our number two. It's all going to begin in just a flash. So what do you say? We throw it back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. Get us up to date. Now, you're watching on our YouTube. You're not going to get the update. You only get the update if you're on SiriusXM, but uh, I digress. Over to you, Scotty, and we'll be back in 90 seconds. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. 
Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins. Didn't hurt a bit, did it? Welcome back. Uh, We're going to get right to the Zoom line and welcome in our next guest. He is fresh off the track just last night at New Smyrna Speedway. He's getting a lot of laps on, and I'll tell you what, this young driver has got a very, very bright future. I wouldn't doubt he was getting those laps on this weekend to be part of the World Series that will come up in February. But what do you say we get him in here? Nicholas Noggle, driver of the 08 from Canada's East Coast, is with us now. What's going on there, Nick? How are you? Good, Joe. Thanks for having me back on the show. Hey, not bad result last night. A seventh place. Where did you start? Uh, we started the night in eighth. And uh, let's just say the race won 100 laps, green flag. So uh, I know I don't know how much racing you've watched there, but especially in a pro car, it makes it very hard to... Uh, make many passes it just uh usually shakes out where you start you'll get a couple on the start and then everyone just rides yeah 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 we've seen lots there and uh like i texted you when you said it went green to checker i went wow that would have been a workout uh what was it like in the car how was it temperature wise was it a, a decent night for you oh yeah it's typical florida weather it was warm through the day and the cars were greasy and then as the night came around, things started to tighten up a little bit. But uh, otherwise, it was it was good. It was just 100 laps, kind of pace yourself. And uh, I, I've raced there enough to know kind of how it's going to go. So you don't try and do too much right off the start and try and save your gear a bit. Yeah, yeah, right, that's important, right? you got to have it at the end at New Smyrna Speedway. Did the track change any since the last time you were there, Nick? I know you were just there in the spring. Uh, has it changed any? Does it feel the same? Oh, yeah, I know. The track's actually changing quite a fair bit. That was the biggest shock when we first got there was uh, it's it's slowed down probably about half a second for everything. You show up there and turn the laps and thinking, wow, like we're we're off the pace when we were there by ourselves. And then on race day, it was like, oh, OK, everyone's this far back. So it it was a shock at first, but uh it's, it's still New Smyrna. It's still a bunch of fun. Oh, yeah. The high banks of New Smyrna just don't get any better than that. And like you say, if the whole field loses that, then uh, th- then it's approachable. You probably can't feel it in the car, uh, but you definitely see it on a watch. Uh, take us back through the weekend. When did you get down to Florida? Did you get much test time in? Yeah, we flew in probably uh, Thursday night there. Uh, we hit the track first thing Friday morning. They had a test session uh, for all the different classes. We ran 
I think three 20 minute sessions on Friday. Uh, got the started getting the car dialed in. It's, it's different this year. We're working with jet motor sports. So it's not my own gear. It's my first time ever being in someone else's car. So little getting acclimated to it, working with the team, learning how we all function. But, uh, by the end of the day, we were working good together and car was close. Uh, then, uh, yesterday we had two rounds of practice in the morning and, uh, just went through a little bit of trouble. I think we had a shock go bad on us and we didn't really get to find it through the day. Found it right before qualifying. So unfortunately with it being an impound race, we didn't really know what we had going into it and just had to go with it. And it was decent, but it definitely could have used some tuning. Well, you had me scratching my head actually, because I thought you would have been doing the governor's cup with the super. Uh, and then, you know, lo and behold, you said, no, I'm going to be in the pro late model. Uh, when I look at speed weeks, you always take two cars with you. One's a pro, one's a super. And it looks like you concentrate on the super and you play with the pro. Rolls reverse this time, but now that sort of explains it. If you're with Jet, that's the car. Yeah, no, and uh, our, our intent here is we'd like to go and run the Snowflake this year. That was the plan, and so we actually raced with Jet two weeks ago, and we ran a Super at New Smyrna, and it, it was a little more, felt a little more at home, but this week I, I wanted to be in the pro car to kind of get the prelude to the uh, Snowflake. I wanted to know what I was getting myself into and kind of how things were going to go. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. You need to know the gear and be comfortable with it before you go jumping into that. Uh, that, that Snowball Derby weekend is always uh, it's just an incredible environment. And, uh, yeah, you, you want to be acclimated with everything. You achieved all that? Uh, you feel good now heading for it? Yes, sir. No, I, I definitely know kind of where we got to make a few adjustments and get things going, but I'm, I'm glad we figured that stuff out this weekend and hopefully it'll just make us even better going to the flake. I, uh, we didn't originally have any plans to go. And then it was kind of a last minute deal talking to one of my friends, Travis Braden. and they had a seat come up and I was like, you know what, let's go, let's go try it. I'd like to do the Derby one of these years. And I just kind of got to get down there for a flake or something just to see how the week goes, see how everything is. And I, honestly, I'm just looking forward to having fun and, and trying it. You're going to fit like a glove, Nicholas Noggle. Guaranteed your dad will be coming off the chip, too, because I know he enjoys it as much as you do. Yeah, no, it, we're definitely still a family-run team. Like, he's uh, he's as much into this as I am, and, and I like it that way. I don't think I could do this this full-time because I just enjoy racing with my guys and having our, our our own thing going like it's it's still a family ordeal for us i'm I'm not trying to get to nascar i'm not doing this as a business we're doing this for fun and i'm glad we get to well and you do a heck of a job doing it bud i can guarantee you you've had a decent 2023 on canada's east coast you parlayed that into what you did this weekend and what's coming up uh, in the Allen turner snowflake that's going to be uh, that's going to be quite a season when you look back on it all Yes, sir, and I'm hoping to only do even more next year. I uh, definitely uh, had a lot of fun. We made a few changes to our program early in the summer this year at home, and it, it turned out for us winning the first two races after that. And uh, the car was definitely there a lot more this year. We uh, had a bit of a learning curve, figured a few things out that happened that went wrong, and uh, 
but I think we're definitely going in the right direction. And next year, I definitely want to get things kicked off. I'm looking forward to going back to New Smyrna for the World Series of Asphalt with my own crew, my own gear, and, and seeing if we can't get nine full nights racing it. And you'll probably go a couple of weeks ahead of time and hit the race in Georgia like you did last time. You never know. I always say, no, we're going to wait until February and just kind of take a little bit of time off. But then me and dad start getting the itch right around December 15th, 18th. It's like, well, maybe, you know, there is that one race in between. We could go shake a car down and and it is always fun. So you never know. (laughs) There is speed fest, right? There is there. And and then after speed weeks, if the cars are all pointed in the same direction, well, there is the Rattler. We can always do that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The the Rattler or the Easter Bunny. (laughs) The Easter Bunny. (laughs) Absolutely. The problem uh, is there's so much good racing to be had, and I, I want to be part of all of it. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's hard to say no. Let's let's not race it, but uh, I definitely look forward to the spring trips and uh, trying to get get things rolling. And and it, I find it gives me quite an edge when I get back home for those first couple weeks. I not being out of the seat at all through the winter, it just keeps you sharp. Absolutely, 100%. Um, Nicholas, you've been doing this now for quite some time. You've been traveling down south. Uh, I, I This is probably, what, your seventh year, sixth year, um, uh, traveling down to run, whether it be speed weeks or, or a handful of races. Uh, uh, you've been you've been down there. You've been running against the top guys in, in pro late model and super late model racing. Um, you... We obviously we've all got our eyes peeled on a guy that came from your neck of the woods, of course, uh, Cole Butcher. You know we've uh, we've seen what he was able to do this year, and and uh, I know that you you mentioned you're you're not trying to go NASCAR, right? You're not trying. That's not in your focus. But but the when you look at at the success that Cole has, right? You look at uh, you know the the different things uh, that that have come out and the different opportunities that have come out for him through that whole deal. Um, what is on your bucket list on, on, uh, as far as, as late model racing? Like, do you have, do you have a bucket list of races that you want to get to? Do you have a, a bucket list of accomplishments that you want to get to? Or is it just, Hey, racing's fun. Let's get to the track and let the cards fall where they may. Yes, sir. No, uh, Cole, Cole did have quite a season down here. Him and that Donnie Wilson team, I mean, they are on rails everywhere they go. You, you know, if they show up, they're, they're, you're not worried about them finishing in the top three. They're definitely going to be there. It's just which position. And uh, it's it's amazing to watch that whole program fall out. I know personally for us, like I, I have a bucket list. I truly want to go and hit every crown jewel race at some point. And uh, I, of course, I'd like to win them all. That's before I'm out of late model racing. I'd like to have a snowball. I'd like to have a Winchester 400, a Rattler. Like these are all races I'd love to win. Uh, but uh, just being able to keep doing it, like I say, with my guys, with my family, and that's that's the goal here, just to keep having fun and enjoying it. And when we don't have fun anymore, then maybe we'll stop. But uh, as of right now, we're still having a ball. And like I say, I want to I wanna at least hit all the big races, but I'd like to win all the big races for sure. And as far as crown jewels go, just for, for the audience that – you know, might not know, right? For for our audience here on Rev TV, uh, here in Canada, uh, the, as far as crown jewels go, for me, the the races that jump off the the page are the Winchester Four Hundred, the All American Four Hundred, the uh, the Snowball Derby. Obviously, those are are the three, the top three, right? And then I would put races like the Governor's Cup, 
I would put the Red Bud 300, the Red Eye, the, the Slinger Nationals, <laughs> the Red Eye. Keep like going. what? Yeah, what are, what are Crown Jewels to Nicholas Noggle? That's the that's kind of my question. And then as well, just to put a spotlight for the fans that might not know what the Crown Jewels are. Yeah, no, I, I agree there. I mean, you, you missed a couple of the big ones, the Oxford 250. Uh, the ones we got at home, hell, I want to I, I win an IWK. I want to win a Cat 250. Like, I need to win all of these. I, uh, 254, after them changed in that this year, I like, ever since I first seen the Mike Stevens trophy, I said, I want to own one of those. And uh, basically, any of these races that have a beautiful trophy, I want one of them sitting on my shelf. And uh, like I say, there's, there's, no ba- there's no better way to to put it than just going trophy chasing that's that's the goal it's it's all these cool different memories i mean as a kid growing up and racing that's what you wanted it you weren't looking for payouts you weren't looking for any of that stuff you just wanted that trophy and the weekly racing trophies you got those little plastic trophies but they were the best things in the world and uh, at the odd time you get a cool one we started a couple of years ago with getting the uh international trophy the giant cup from at home and uh that's a cool one. I love looking back and seeing that. And uh, I'm not so much of a championship guy. I'd love to get it done, but we race to race. That's all we care about is when we show up at the track, it's we're there to win. I hate having to think about points racing, so we don't. We just show up with the same mentality every race, and uh, that's that's how we keep enjoying it. You just When you have a bad race, you put it behind you, and you keep moving forward instead of worrying about the points and all the, the rest of the drama that comes with it. And the way you win those bucket list races are to go out, be there, and give it your all. And Nicholas Noggle, you guys always give it your all. I've never seen you go out and just loaf around. Uh, You're always in it to win it each and every lap, and that's what we absolutely love, and that's what fans pay for. Hit those sponsors before I cut you loose and uh, let you enjoy that Florida weather, you lucky dude. (laughs) <laughs> yes sir no the the biggest people i gotta thank right now is my mom dad my girlfriend my entire team like they're they're there for me day in day and night uh, night like i just i can't thank them enough the sponsors make it happen brycon construction mobile one axair uh mcdonald automotive uh conway customs and just all those guys uh archibald's drilling and blasting they they all helped me get to the track. I can't thank them enough. But like I say, this is this is a family operation for us, and I can't thank my guys. I can't thank my family. I can't thank the fans enough. They're like those are the reason I get to go do what I love doing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's all got to mesh together. Stars got to align, and they're gonna they're gonna neck. You're working hard enough at it, and I know we look forward to seeing you. Uh, we'll probably get you on before that snowflake flies in Pensacola, Florida. And uh, I know we'll get you on a lot. Uh, we really appreciate the time. And uh, you guys take her easy. Say hi to the old boy for me. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. We'll keep her eyes peeled. Awesome. Thanks again for having me on the show. And before you go, you got to point the camera at the driver. You got Thanks for driving <laughs> us around. We've seen you in the background. Oh. We've seen you in the background they, all the way. But, uh, oh, he's uh, gone. They, they, didn't, they didn't want to be here for the interview. Oh, they're, they're gone. It's an empty seat. They evaporated. Scared he might get asked a question. <laughs> Too funny. Nicholas, thanks so much, buddy. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. Nicholas Noggle uh, from Canada's East Coast. Uh, just one of those staples in a pro late model, super late model, doesn't quite matter. Uh, watch for them in the snowflake. We got a lot of good Canadian guys 
Uh, we're going to get to all that in uh, over the next couple of weeks and get the stage set. we got to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk tires. Who's your tire to be exact? And we're going to do that with one of the best. Nick Moncher going to join us on the other side of the break. Bonjour Bruno Gaillette, Gazman de la voiture numéro 27. Vous écoutez Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's Country Universe. The next generation on the highway, Channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. Or 80s and 90s Prime Country on Channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joe Elegano will set his sights on the championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shot him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Drivers, start your engines. Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. Welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio. Well, live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Of course, on Rev TV Canada every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, all right here on Rev TV. Junior, we've got not only a guy that you know, but a good friend of yours. We've got Nick Moncher from Hoosier Tire all lined up on the other side here. What's going on tonight there, Nick? How are you? Hey, Joe. Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Doing fantastic, man. Uh, you've had a, How was the season for you at Hoosier Tire? You guys had a booming year, I bet. I don't think the season ever really ends anymore. <laughs> I mean, pretty much can find racing year-round somewhere in the country here down in the States or somewhere in the world. But uh, it's been a good year. We've been, we've been really busy, uh, you know, trying to to catch up from the last couple of years and, and get the stock up there and, and get everybody serviced, but it's been it's been crazy. Yeah, good good forward progress. I guess everybody's got to be happy with it. I didn't hear near the stories this year that we had in the past 
where, you know, there were shortages everywhere. Uh, it sounds like everything worked out pretty good this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, we still had our struggles, for sure. Um, we still are trying to catch up in certain areas, and in other areas, we're, we're much better. Um, I think, you know, leading into 24, though, we'll, we'll be probably in our best spot we have been in the last couple of years, so... Thankfully, everybody chipped in. You know, we got through the uh, the worst of everything. And, you know, everybody down at our plant, they, they really, you know, put in those extra hours and time and effort. And, you know, we got to thank them for all their hard work. Yeah, it's all collective, right? Everybody's going to be pulling on the rope uh, for, for all the work. And it sounds like it's coming the right way. And that's all critical. Nick, you guys are setting up for PRI. That's uh, going to be huge once again this year. What do you got? Uh, let's have a look behind the curtain. What do you got planned? Yeah, we're excited for the uh, PRI show, Performance Tracing Industry Show in Indianapolis in December. You know, it's the biggest trade show that we go to every year. So we'll have all of our distributors from, from North America there. We'll have a couple international distributors there. You know, most of our office staff will be there and We'll have a, a ton of drivers there. We're gonna we're gonna announce our Hoosier Heroes 2024 class uh, down at, at PRI, and so everybody will you know finally learn. We'll quit asking us, uh, you know, who who that final 12 class is going to be. So we're excited to do that, and we have a lot of activities planned for the three days with them and and a bunch of other drivers and dignitaries from all forms of motorsports, including yourself. Absolutely, I can't wait. I'm gonna be at PRI this year. And uh, going to be down there with Nick and uh, the Hoosier Heroes and absolutely everyone. I'm totally looking forward to this. Uh, and we're going to have all the latest. You'll be able to get it on Race Time Radio. Uh, but, Nick, it's been not only a wild year. The Hoosier Heroes has been, by the sounds of it, an incredibly successful program. Uh, there would be a lot of people that want to get involved with that. This is going to be an annual as well, right? It'll be an annual thing. Yeah, for sure. We kicked it off last year um, and it was kind of, you know, thrown together from our different product managers and sales team and, and who got put in. And then this year we decided, you know what, let's 180 it. Let's, let's give it and put it in the fan, the fans hands. So we went out, we uh, solicited the fans to nominate their, their favorite driver or drivers and, and give us a reason why they should be a Hoosier hero. And we took that, dwindled it down and, and put it out there for an actual uh, fan vote. We had crazy numbers of voting. It was awesome to see just how many people all over the world voted. Um, and we got the, the final 12 selected and they've all been informed and they're ready to go. So we're excited to take them to PRI and, you know, they're going to be great ambassadors for Hoosier next year, but it's really about us at Hoosier being able to give back to them and really promote, you know, their racing careers, what segment they're in, what they're doing, why they're doing it. And, you know, give back some to the to the community that, you know, we love and, and are also passionate about and then racing. Nick, uh, just for our listeners just tuning in, if you're just tuning in, uh, we're talking to Nick Moncher, um, the, the marketing director, head of marketing for uh, for Hoosier Racing Tire. Uh, and no, he's not in the witness protection program. <laughs> he's just, uh, he's sitting in the dark. Uh, he... <laughs> we could just barely, I mean, this is the best you've ever looked, Nick. I, I gotta be a hundred percent honest with you here. Thanks, <laughs> Junior. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I, you're, you're now settled in, you know, for, uh, I guess a year with Hoosier, right? Uh, you, you've been, you've been with the program for... <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, so you you you've now you know kind of 
seen the inner workings and and you know you've been a part of it for a long time and and you know put your mark in in uh, at Hoosier. Um, it, what uh, you know obviously you your background is is in in oval track racing and asphalt racing. Uh, you know, in the Arca series and the Truck series, and uh, you know, it, what what has surprised you about Hoosier and the different uh, you know offerings that they have? Um, because it, it was always a shock to me anytime that I seen you know all the different you know types of tires that you guys offer. Uh, if it races, you guys offer a tire for it, basically. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the the biggest takeaway I could say that I had from you know my racing career actually being on the track, putting the Hoosiers on to now is just how uh, people centric Hoosier is and, and how people focused and labor intensive it is to build a racing tire. You know, for, for years, uh, I just like many people thought it was, you know, like how it's made on discovery channel and a machine spits out a tire and it just comes down the line. And that first time I got to walk in the plant, it was just like, wow. And you know, uh, there, there are people touching every stage of, of building a tire. Um, and it's incredible to see and, and how they have to come together and, and the knowledge that they have to have and share to do that and how much, you know, blood, sweat and tears goes into it. And, um, I think that's, that's probably my biggest takeaway because you're right. We do make a lot of different types of tires. Um, and, and we say that we have everything from the, the small go-kart that's, you know, in the back of a pickup truck to the, you know, multi-million dollar race car that the owner's flying in on a helicopter. We have everything in between, and it's awesome because it's straight line, it's dirt, it's asphalt, you name it, we probably build a tire for it. And it's just cool to see all those different segments come together. And every time, no matter if it's straight line or versus dirt, there's one thing that they always have in common, and it's a passion for motorsports. And that's what we live, breathe, and eat here at Hoosier. Yeah, and let's face it, every competitor on any type of speedway uh, depends so much on what's between the road and the uh, and the the tire, right? There's uh, they depend on everything to go correct, and uh, when Hoosier Tire nails it, uh, you're in good shape. You don't have to worry about what's underneath you. As long as you got it set up right, you're going to have a tire that's going to take you to victory lane, and. Uh, let's talk. Uh, we've just got a couple of minutes left here. Uh, PRI, what can uh, teams and tracks look forward to at the show? What will be on display? Uh, Joe Chisholm will be on display with Race Time Radio. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we will have a, a whole gamut of different tires on display, uh, some potentially even new that haven't been seen before. And, um, you know, it's it's more about allowing that opportunity for for racers for series for owners whatever to come and and meet with all the different people from hoosier so we'll have our executives there we'll have all of our product managers there you know they can answer any questions they can show you the tire they can walk you through whatever you need to see you can talk to our distributors about ordering all anything to to do with hoosier we want to make it a one-stop shop because we know these three days it's the biggest racing you know trade show in the States. And we want that to be an opportunity for the racers to really come and connect with us. So besides the tires and display, we'll have the Hoosier heroes on display, hopefully for all three days, you know, they'll, they'll be rotating in another booth with a lot of different fun activities and there'll be a lot of different media things going on and uh, fun activities. So if you're, if you're in Indianapolis and at the trade show, I urge you to stop by and uh, you never know what's going to happen. We're going to have a lot of surprises up our sleeve. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, knowing you, Nick, you will have surprises. Fans, uh, drivers, track owners, a uh, great spot to stop. 
And uh, I can tell you from having a racetrack and different types of tires uh, in, in my day, Hoosier Tire changed my business. Uh, and that's not saying it because I know Nick. It did, literally. And uh, I know I'm going to be sharing the story that I had as a racetrack owner and the impact that Hoosier Tire had on my business and the All-Star Racing Series back in the day. It made a big difference. And uh, uh, that that's the kind of thing that... Hey, let's face it, racetracks today uh, have got multiple things that uh, are working, uh, sometimes for them, sometimes against them. And uh, one can be that tire. Uh, it's you got questions, that would be an opportune time to stop by and uh, get all those questions answered. It sounds like they're going to be able to all at one time, and that's kind of cool. Nick? We appreciate the time tonight, bud. Uh, we've got to cut you loose because we've got Rick Benjamin coming up. And uh, we're going to have a look at the U.S. overall and see what uh, Ricky takes away from the season. But uh, we surely do appreciate it. And I look forward to getting together with you at PRI. This is going to be, uh, this is going to be an amazing time. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're really excited about it. And thank you uh, for having me on, you and, and Joe Jr. there. And I look forward to seeing you guys at PRI. Yes, absolutely. You have a good one, Nick. Hopefully the, ho- hopefully, there's a light on in, in at PRI there. <laughs> you know? No, no. That, he, he looks <laughs> just fine. You look great, Nick. <laughs> I appreciate you jumping on. No one knows it, but he's supposed to be at a surprise party right now. So uh, uh, we appreciate the time, buddy. You have a good one. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Take care, man. That's Nick Moncher. Uh, you can always check out more at HoosierTire.com. Uh, but if you got an opportunity to make that show, trust me, it'll be well worth the trip. We're going to hit a final break here tonight, and then we have got him. Yeah, Rick Benjamin is going to join us on the other side. Stay with us, everybody. Race fans, Donald Chisholm from Riverside Speedway in Nova Scotia, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Iconic Games. 43 points for Stephen Curry. The Golden State Warriors have recaptured home court. One of the best players in the league requesting a trade. The Suns and the Heat are among the two teams Durant has on his wish list. And saying goodbye to one of the greatest players that ever lived. The passing of NBA legend Bill Russell today at the age of 88. If you missed our top 10 NBA stories of 2022 with Frank Isola and Mitch Lawrence, hear it anytime with the SXM app. Just search NBA Radio. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music. Influences. Collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on the Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. Breakdown's alright. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. 
Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. I want my If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Canada Talks. And now, back with your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. It is my great pleasure to welcome in our next guest. Uh, This gentleman I met, I'm going to say, probably 10 years ago uh, down at Daytona. Uh, We were down there doing some broadcasting, of course, from the fan zone. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, you want to talk about... I don't know whether you've met anyone uh, famous that, you know, you've looked up to for a long time. But uh, when I met this next guest, uh, I was totally, honestly starstruck. I've been a motorsports fan for a lot of years. And uh, Rick Benjamin has been on every broadcast that I can remember uh, coming through the years. And uh, he's just truly one of those veterans that you can depend on. And uh, it's my great honor to welcome him to Race Time Radio, Mr. Rick Benjamin. What's going on tonight? Rick, how are you? Hey, I'm great, Joe. Good to hear your voice. Good to see you. And thanks for the invite to be on the show. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Amazing to see you, to see, uh, to hear you. Uh, we don't see you. At least I don't see you as much as I used to. Uh, what have you been up to? What, what, what did 2023 do uh, with Rick Benjamin? What did you do with it? Well, it's been it's been pretty quiet here, actually. You know, COVID was a big changer for everybody in this business and racing and in, in broadcasting. And it certainly was that way for us. We were busy up through COVID and into 21, actually. But the last two years, it's been it's been pretty quiet here. The things have changed so much because, you know, the kind of racing that, that you have done and that I've done, you know, it, I have had the great fortune to call IndyCars, to call NASCAR, to call IMSA to go to Le Mans and do that race and a lot of other things. But a lot of racing doesn't get televised on regular networks anymore. You know, the networks I was with, they're gone. TNN, Speed Channel, Speed Vision, all gone now. And, uh, you know, and we're, we're getting up there a little bit in years. Not 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 to the point where we don't want to do this anymore. But, you know, the, the, the networks don't tend to want to hire people in my demographic, I guess would be the way to put that in some cases. So uh, for this year, we spent the month of May in Indianapolis. Uh, an old friend of mine, Bill Abel, has an IndyCar team or starting an IndyCar team. He's been in the, in the road to Indy. Up until this year, he called me back in April and said, hey, we're going to go do the Indy 500. Would you like to come and be a part of that? So I handled their uh, their media work for the month of May. 
which was a lot of fun. We made the race and uh, unfortunately only ran 75 laps of the 500 before the engine let go. But you have that. You know, anybody who's raced understands those things do happen. But that was a great experience. And uh, then I continue my involvement with the uh, Grand Prix in Nashville, the Music City Grand Prix. I'm the face and voice of of that event. So we did that again in August. And that race is going to move to the end of the IndyCar calendar this coming year in September. So a lot of changes there. You know, went to some other races here and there, but uh, really spent most of my time close to home this past year. So. Well, there's nothing really wrong with that either, right? Spending a little closer to home probably feels good every now and then. Rick, you, it have, does. you yeah. have been part of uh, every type of series that I can think of that from a motorsports side, uh, have you got a favorite like with IndyCar, NASCAR, uh, the short track stuff? Man, when you say the name Hooters Cup, it was Rick Benjamin that brought you every single competitive lap of Hooters Cup racing, including the races that happened up here at Cayuga. And uh, I know when we were coupled together with Hooters Cup being the all-star series, I couldn't wait to see Rick Benjamin. He was going to be there. <laughs> Well, you're very kind to remember that. Yeah, that was that series was a lot of fun for a lot of reasons. I mean, it was part of my uh, schedule at Speed Vision Speed Channel, which, uh, you know, in some years I did 90 events for them uh, in the time that I worked for them from 2001 up until the time the, you know, the network changed into Fox Sports 1 back in 2012, I guess it was, something like that. Um, but Pro Cup was a, was a terrific short track series and occasionally ran a few bigger tracks, too. And uh, the the best part of that, of course, was drivers could make money racing that series. And yeah. there was a lot of money up, especially in the point fund. And, uh, you know, a win was worth $10,000. There was lap money. There was a lot of accessory and contingency money up. Today, a $10,000 winner's purse isn't looked at as, as being very high. But, you know, everything's changed. The series has been gone, really, since 2009, 2010, a couple of years after uh, Bob Brooks passed away. So, you know, it's morphed into a couple of different things. What was Hooters Pro Cup is now the Cars Late Model Tour, which Dale Jr. and Jeff Burton, a couple of other people, Justin Marks, bought that series a couple of months ago, and they've been operating it uh, this year. But, you know, Pro Cup was one of those things, like the old ASA National Tour that I was involved with for several years down here, where you had a proprietary car, and you can look at that a couple of different ways, I think. But I think for both ASA back in the day and Hooters Pro Cup, it was very successful because it wasn't a super expensive race car in either case, but it wasn't something where fans saw that same kind of car every week. I think part of the attraction of those series, honestly, was it was a different series, different cars, different drivers. You got a chance to see some guys who had big names and some women occasionally who had big names in the sport come to your local short track and run once or twice a year. And that's what made it so entertaining. Plus, you know, the racing generally was was terrific. It was it was old school kind of bare knuckle stock car racing. And uh, there were some characters that yeah. ran that series. That's for sure. I mean, Bobby Gill, you know, who was the the standout in that for so many years. And, and uh, you know, Freddie Query and guys like that that just you know made their living on the short tracks for 30 years uh, in in the US and in Canada. So a lot of good things, a lot of good memories from those things, but you know and the, it's hard for me to pin down a, a single favorite. Uh the four years I did IndyCar it was it was the series that became the Champ Car World Series. That was at the time of the split with the IRL. They two they merged together at the end of our last season in 2007, but that was a huge amount of fun for me. I mean, I love open wheel racing. My dad was a midget racer in the Northeast back when he got out of World War II, 
And that's kind of how he raised me, uh, racing go-karts and racing quarter midgets when I was a kid and, and following midget racing with him and sprint car racing, things like that. So uh, to get a chance to go and do some of those legendary races, the Long Beach Grand Prix, Toronto, uh, back then we raced in Edmonton and Vancouver as well. And, and you know, I think those, I think IndyCar misses doing that. I mean, I think those would be uh, venues and events that would, they'd be, they'd be smart to try to come back to at some point because the, the fan base there are no more passionate race fans than the fans that you have, Joe, up at, oh, yeah. you know, on your side of the border. And, uh, you know, that, those were certainly great memories. Got to go to Monterey, Mexico and Mexico City and do IndyCar races down there. So that certainly was a career highlight for me. But, you know, people ask me that question periodically. And, and honestly, the two years I went to Le Mans, did the 24 hours of Le Mans, Speed Vision, certainly at the top of my list. Things I never thought I'd have a chance to do. And here I am sitting down in the broadcast booth at the 24 Hours of Le Mans with, with Derek Daly and Bob Varsha and people like that that I have a lot of affection and respect for, great colleagues over the years, and Derek Bell, some of the, the great endurance drivers I got to work with in those in those broadcasts. So that certainly would be a career highlight too. But, you know, I, I enjoyed everyone I've ever had a chance to do from a, you know, from a sprint car race at a short track to a late model race to a modified race to – you know, to Daytona, it's it, it it has never ceased to be fun for me. Rick, uh, you know, we I, I've had this conversation, in, and I imagine lots of people have had this same conversation sitting in there in the race shop, or you know, talking to a buddy that likes racing. Um, you know, you think back to back in the day. Um, you know, when the, the, you guys had shows like the Hooters Cup and, and like TNN, you know, I think back to Sunday morning, you know, it, it, it was basically an all encompassing racing show, um, that would look back on all the things that happened that week. And it, it wasn't just about the Cup Series. It was about the Bush Series. It was, if, if there was a story, it was getting covered, yeah. right? Like that was the, that was the, the biggest part of it. And back in yeah. the day, you guys used to cover racing, right? So uh, I think back to you and, you know, Eli Gold and those guys. If there was a story on the racetrack, whether it was 40th or whether it was second or whether it was, you know, uh, a, a story, a guy running 12th, um, if there was a story, you guys would, would, would zero in and, and, and actually cover it. Today, everything seems to be scripted. You know, it's, it it's, 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 uh, you know, not that the, the racing is scripted because there's no way to control the outcome of a race, but the, the actual product that we see at the, you know, when, when you turn on the TV, um, you know, you can kind of see through a lot of it that is, you know, whether it be a paid spot or whether it be a, a favorite, you know, a presence, if you will. Um, but talk a little bit about the, the, the format from yesteryear to, to what you see today. I imagine you're, you're able to be very vocal about it because you're, you're not on the, the air, so to speak, with a sanctioning body. Um, but but talk a little bit about the differences from from back then to to now. Well, you're referring back to race day on TNN, which was uh, yes. where I think I first uh, well, it was my first full time opportunity uh, to cover racing in the sport. I was a news anchor on local television for 20 years before I started doing that, and I'd done racing as a kind of a hobby thing to make some extra money and just have some fun go. I always figured it was better to get paid to go to the racetrack than to have to pay to go to the racetrack. So that's how I got started doing this. And 
Uh, I had, had the good fortune to do some MRN races uh, starting in the 80s, early 80s. I did the first television race ever done at Pocono Raceway in 1982, and you still see that occasionally on TV. It was uh, re-aired by Speed and Speed Channel and Speed Vision. It must have been a million times. I still get people asking me about, hey, was that really yeah. you at Pocono in 1982? And it was. Um, I did the Bush Series on TV in, in 1989, 1990. And then uh, 92, I started with TBS in Atlanta as the host of what they called the Pitt Communications Center, which was kind of a, an anchor role uh, in those telecasts. And we did six or seven uh, Cup Series weekends at a time. I got a, a chance to call ARCA races as part of that. Ken Squire was the was the play-by-play announcer of those broadcasts. And, and uh, Ken was kind enough to ask me to do the ARCA races when they were part of the weekend. And TBS at that time wanted all the racing content they could get. So when we went to a race at, at Richmond and Pocono, those were the, the two primary tracks we worked at in Charlotte back then. Uh, we would do everything. We would do the Bush race on Saturday, the Cup race on Sunday, then Ar- the ARCA race Saturday evening or Friday, whenever it happened to be. So from that, they asked me then to go to TNN, and, and it was a, a great enough full-time opportunity that uh, my wife and I decided to shelve the news anchor career and, and come to Charlotte and, and take that up. Race Day had been under the control of a guy named Pat Patterson, who you might have heard of and yeah. seen a lot of. And, and Pat's a, a good guy and a professional in this business for sure. Still hear him on the radio quite often. Um, and they wanted to take the show in a different direction. And they came to me and they said, okay, you have been a television news anchor, news director. You know how this kind of show should be done. Build this show for us. So I created the show, basically recreated the show, uh, different in the format from what Pat had done. And we decided to be a news show with really no boundaries and what we could cover. And we wanted to be kind of a sports center, uh, an ESPN sports center, but for racing on TNN. Our mandate was to cover the series that TNN had, which in that time was NASCAR, of course. We had the NHRA and we had the World of Outlaws. Mm-hmm. And so those, and we had ASA. So those four properties were basically the, the, the needed to be the hub, the kind of driver of the show. And even back then, we knew that NASCAR Cup Series racing particularly was by far the biggest audience draw. So naturally, we highlighted that. But on weekends when the Cup Series wasn't running or, you know, occasionally the race would be on Saturday night, something like that, you know, we were free to put a lot of light on IndyCar racing. And at that time, we started, I started that show in in, uh, late 1995. Uh, The split was underway with the IRL and, and CART. And so we had a lot of politics to cover back then. And I knew a lot of players. And, and I'm really proud of the fact we also shed a lot of light on short track racing. I mean, I grew up on the short tracks like most everybody who does this for a living in any capacity did. And so I've always had an affinity for modified racing down here, dirt and pavement, late model racing, midgets and sprint cars, all those kinds of cars that, that uh, you know, that we go to, you know, we pay our 15 bucks and go sit in the bleachers on Saturday night to go watch. And I wanted to make sure those great drivers uh, that are not widely known out of their regional area got a chance to maybe see themselves on TV and maybe have a chance to build up a fan base and get noted and, and get a chance to move up in the sport. So we really had a clean sheet of paper when we started that show. And, and I'm really proud of the fact that it didn't take very long. Uh, we were copied by ESPN. They started a show called RPM Today that yeah. was uh, pretty much a, a you know very similar show. They had a lot more resources to put into it, of course, but I thought we were very, very uh, capable of doing a better job than they did because, you know, one of the things that I think you could say about how racing is covered on TV a lot of times, many times the people making the decisions don't know anything about racing or know very little about racing. That's right. They, 
they might know, you know, they're, they're sports professionals in media have a tendency in my experience anyway, to get assigned to racing. And a lot of times they're, they don't have a real passion for it. If you don't like this sport, if you don't care much about it. If you don't, if it to you, it's just another, you know, it's, it's, it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Oh, and now it's racing season. We're going to do 10 races this year. If it's okay to, to, you know, NASCAR, IndyCar, the NHRA, they will help you by teaching you who the main players are, teaching you a little about how the sport's conducted and, and kind of guiding you to what stories to cover. I don't need that. I, 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 I know what's going on in this sport and I can tell you what we need to do on a given weekend if we go to cover a cup race or an IndyCar race or an NHRA event or an IMSA race. So that's a big difference right there. And and today, and I, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but you've got, you know, I, I think Fox has got some people there who really have an affinity for racing. Mm-hmm. NBC, I'm not so sure about. I mean, I think the announcers certainly do. I mean, Dale Jr. and Steve Latour, right. guys I know really well, Marty Snyder, those, Dave Burns. Those guys are, I worked with Dave Burns. I worked, you know, I've, I've known Dale Jr. since he was a kid. I mean, those, those, those people know what they're talking about for sure. But the decision makers sometimes... Maybe not so much, and that changes things. It just changes things, and and the fact that uh, you know Fox has a FS1 has a nightly NASCAR show, and and NBC has things they now have on streaming because they shut down NBCSN. Those tend to be more talk shows focused on NASCAR, and I get it; it's the big driver of audience for sure. But I know there's a million great stories in IndyCar. There's a million great stories in the world of outlaws and, and your local short tracks up where you all are and our local short tracks here in the Carolinas. And I think those stories need to be told sometimes. And that's what we tried to do. And that's what we've yeah. tried to do on race time radio since yeah. the day we started, Rick. And uh, it's just amazing. It really is uh, to see how everything has evolved and how it's all changed. And I get what you're saying uh, one of the first times Sue and I, my wife, were at Daytona, uh, we were in the media center, and uh, we were sitting amongst, uh, well, it was all different newspaper writers and TV hosts, and uh, it was funny. We, we were sitting there just talking, and we're at Daytona, and I'm thoroughly excited because I know, uh, like, a lot of the guys that are racing, I don't know any of the people in the room, but I do know what I'm doing with racing, uh, that that's my passion. And um, uh, it was funny because there was different writers and different uh, people there that were, like you say, assigned. Okay, now your job is you got to go to Daytona and cover this. But they have no idea what they're going to do. They just know that they have to go to Daytona and do this. And is it ever hard when you're the person like you or I are, Rick, that, that's involved in the sport, invested in the sport, and uh, you, you go to uh, go into like a media scrum, and I know what questions I want to ask that have got to do with racing, and uh, 90% of the other ones want to know what his favorite color is. You know, like, <laughs> just amazing. Yeah. But I, I yeah. guess it takes all of it to make it successful. Yeah. We're with Rick Benjamin tonight. Uh, here on Race Time Radio, so fortunate to have Rick with us. Rick, what's catching your eye today as a uh, as a broadcaster, but as a fan as well? Do you watch much racing? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All you know, always, always, always keep an eye on what's going on for sure. I mean, the big story down here this weekend, no doubt, is the uh, NHRA season finale at Pomona. Championships on the line. Uh, Erica Enders just won her sixth Pro Stock Championship, and that's, you know, that, I, my hat is off to her. You know, there there are people who think that that uh, you know women racers aren't competitive and and that kind of thing, and you know, drag racing has been the leader in that. I mean, going back to the days of Shirley Muldowney. So to see Erica Enders just be one of the great pro stock racers of all time. And to me, that's maybe the most entertaining and the toughest class in NHRA pro racing because, uh, you know, the cars have gotten just stupid fast. And, and uh, you know, it's it's incredibly, incredibly challenging and competitive to drive one of those things. So my hat is off to her for sure for winning that championship. And, and Tony Stewart racing, you know, Tony Stewart, the guy that I just have the most admiration you could possibly have for, for someone who has raced for such a long time at such a high level. You know, he's won a championship now in, in a funny car. Matt Hagen won the funny car title a short time ago, and the top fuel still to be decided. So, and of course, Tony was leading the points in, in uh, top alcohol dragster up until a couple of, you know, a month or so ago when they had their, they had their little uh, rules issue. But, you know, to see Tony just, you know, move his interest over to NHRA pro category racing, you know, obviously he's married to Leah Pruitt, who's got a chance of winning that top fuel title. Here they are, their first first full season really with the Dodge program and everything, and they've won a championship already. I mean, that's a that's a great story, no matter how you slice it. Yeah, just amazing to see with Tony Stewart. Uh, I know when he left, uh, well, didn't really leave NASCAR. He's still totally involved, but as a driver, when he stepped away uh, and, and went to the drag racing end, and uh, he had a series and all the stuff he had going on. I would just, yeah. I'd be amazed to see what Tony Stewart can do. And uh, I was fortunate enough to get the interview with Tony Stewart at uh, Oswegan when Tony won his first ever World of Outlaw Sprint race. Uh, I was the lucky guy that got to interview him. And I'll tell you <laughs> what, we had some fun. Oh, yeah. Well, if you catch him at the right moment, he's a great interview. That's for sure. When things <laughs> don't right. go right, He's kind of a modern version of A.J. Foyt, you know, and, and uh, you want to make sure you pick your spot with Tony. But, uh, no, I, I mean, I couldn't have more admiration for somebody who's a, who's a racer to to see what they've built with SRX down here. And, and uh, you know, Tony, of course, uh, won the championship last year and, and uh, you know, still runs very competitively in that. I, mean, I, I hope he'll come back and run more oval track races. Um, you know, I, I hate to think of him doing nothing but drag racing personally for for the rest of his his time in in competition but you know he's a he's a young 50 year old guy so uh you know and i know that he definitely wants to win i just think it's cool that he i've always admired drivers in this sport who are good at more than one discipline i mean that's one of the things that attracted me so much you know years ago to ken schrader who's become a great friend and who's done some tv with me over the years and and, you know, a guy who could jump in many different kinds of race cars and run up front and, and win races and have a chance to win races. And, uh, you know, Jeff Gordon was the same way. And, and uh, you know, and Tony certainly is the the modern embodiment of that, which leads me to Kyle Larson, who, uh, you know, is going to take a run at the Indy 500 this coming year. Uh, but, uh, you know, you asked me a moment ago what I thought had caught what had caught my eye here this week. I mean, I think really the biggest story uh, besides the uh, championships on the line in the NHRA, is what's going to happen in sprint car racing down here. Uh, been a big fan of the world of outlaws, been to many outlaw races, have done some, 
uh, as a broadcaster, and uh, I was the voice of the World Outlaw Late Models on TV for several years. That was one of my first. When I went out on my own in 2001, when I joined Speed Vision after the the sale of TNN and they shut us down at the end of 2000, um, yeah, I went to work on Speed Vision, and I, to do that, I had to become a contractor, which meant I had to incorporate for the oh. first time. Uh, so I was a f- able to take on other clients, and one of the first clients I had outside of Speed Vision was uh, Glenn Donnelly, who owned the Dirt Modified series in the Northeast, sold it to what became the World Racing Group and helped lay the groundwork for transitioning the World of Outlaws into what they are today. Part of what they did was start the World of Outlaws Late Models, and that became one of my projects for them, was to announce and to get those shows ready for television down here. Uh, so anyway, all of that being said, you know, the Outlaws are going to get quite a challenge next year from the High Limit Series with uh, with Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet and uh, Flow Sports will be doing, you know, putting a lot of money into that, I'm sure, uh, to stream those events. And of course, they they ran that series this year as midweek races. Uh, the Outlaws didn't take too kindly to that. They tried to restrict drivers from participating. I don't think that went over too well. Uh, Brad Sweet and Casey Kane have already announced they're moving to high limit for next year. But for those of us with a long memory, this is going to be the third time that a group has tried to challenge the Outlaws heads up. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see whether they can make a go of it with a purse structure, what they say it's going to be. Um, That's going to be a tall order, I think, for them. That's going to be a game changer, right? Like if, 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 if. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just, well... Just look at the PGA, and all of a sudden, yeah. Dubai comes into the picture. Uh, it yeah. changed the landscape of everything. Uh, just amazing. Yeah. Rick, this has been great catching up with you tonight. I know I'd like to get you back on here, and uh, let, let's continue the conversation. I could talk with you all day, my friend. Uh, <laughs> so much to cover off and so little time to get it done. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. Snowball Derby coming up. Do you got a favorite? Well, you know, I, I, Stephen Nassie is a guy to watch. I think, and when you get to uh, when you get over there to Five Flags, and but you know that it'll be interesting. Bubba Pollard is one of those guys that you know every time he lines up, he's a, you know he's certainly going to be a factor. Uh, you know, I like Ty Majeski a lot in those cars. I mean, he's you know he's he's pretty stout as well, and and we'll see. I mean, there's always a surprise or two there. So you know, that's coming up first week of December, and uh, not too far away, a couple of weeks away. No, it's going to be incredible, Rick. This has been great. We'll catch up with you again real soon. Uh, you look great, right, and Joe. thanks so much for the time, bud. You bet. Good to see you. Take care. How about that, Rick Benjamin, right here, and uh, the the knowledge, the uh, experience that guy has, Joe, uh, just amazing and a cool perspective to be able to go through and look back to the way it was, to the way it is today. And Rick's the kind of guy that knows where it could be tomorrow. Yeah, the biggest thing is, is and you know, when when I think back to, and I said it with with when talking to Rick, but the biggest thing that I can remember that stands out is those guys, they were true racers, right? He was a true racer covering racing. Mm-hmm. And when there was a, an issue on the racetrack, when there was a battle on the racetrack, when there was a side by side battle, it was covered, right. right? It wasn't, it wasn't, ah, don't, don't put the camera on that because he's, he's running 25th. Right. Well, when right. you go to a racetrack, when you sit in the grandstands, it doesn't matter if it's a quarter quarter mile bull ring or if it's a two and a half mile super speedway. There is racing from front to back, 
and you're not paying the ticket just to watch the front five cars. No. And 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 the most popular one, uh, you know, if it's not in the top five. But uh, you know, when you think back to the way that they used to do it, it was it was phenomenal, and and uh, I think that the sport needs to take a look at, at how they used to do it and bring that back. It was awesome. I believe so. You're correct. But that's going to do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. Just like that, two hours gone, uh, and we look forward to catching back up with you again next Sunday, right here on Sirius XM Channel One Sixty Seven Canada Talks, and of course on Rev TV. That's going to do it for us. Got to thank Sue right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Uh, Got to thank everybody back in Toronto at Rev TV, Eddie and Mike, and just everybody for doing what you do to get Race Time Radio out to everybody that it hits. And, of course, you, the listener and the viewer, uh, can't do it without you. Thanks so much. Have a good one, everybody. And we will be back with you all live next Sunday. Right here on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.